This is John Cackley with Centric Biz and Tech Talks. It's been a year since we visited with Maurice Faison and Jen Barnes about Centric Together. We're going back to them now to talk about what's happened in the last year and how Centric has made progress in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Joining as well is Sean Mukhtar, Centric's new lead for DEI, who will be bringing her perspective as a leader in this area, along with a view of newcomer to Centric. So thanks, everyone, for joining today. Appreciate it. I'd just like to start off your welcoming to Sean Mukhtar. Sean, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your role with Centric Together, and what your visions are for it? Sure. So I am the uh, inaugural DEI lead for Centric. And uh, in this role, I'm trying to really take what Centric Together has already started in the area of DEI, which I can see is, you know, folks have already come together, had some pretty uh, critical dialogue around who we are as a company and where we want to be in the next year, five years, 10 years, right, in relation to our BHAG. I come from a DEI background. This is what I do. This is what I studied. And uh, I envision myself as taking um, all of those ideas uh, and all of that effort and helping transform it into cohesive strategy and action that we can implement over a longer period of time and so that we can come up with concrete ways to not only change over time, but track our change over time. I also see myself as sitting, you know, at the center of a lot of different teams. And so that allows me to, for example, partner with talent acquisition, partner with talent management, partner with individual BUs and operating groups in order to meet people where they are, understand their local needs, and then um, help them achieve their DEI goals based on what those are and what their role is in the company. So, Sean, you used the term DEI. I I believe that's diversity, equity, and inclusion. Do I have that right? Yes, that is diversity, equity, and inclusion. All right. So that's an evolution for us from diversity and inclusion. How do you feel? Is that uh, that E critical? I, I realize it's bringing a whole suite of ideas together. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because the E in DEI, it can be a much talked about term. I do think it is an essential part of diversity and inclusion because an attention to equity provides a structure or ethic for what we're doing. Who is not having or potentially not having an equal experience, right? So in order to get to a space of equality, equal opportunity, equal experiences of the workplace, we have to work in this space of equity. Otherwise, we're going to end up providing resources or making changes sort of the same across the board. And that's actually not what folks need. And particularly at a place like Centric, where even geographically, and what different teams are working on, what their circumstances are, they look very different. We have to be able to attend to what the actual needs are, rather than some sort of cookie cutter approach. And equity allows us to do that. Right. Yeah. So especially as you look at our our core purpose as an organization, which is to create unmatched experiences for clients and employees, I think we, we kind of in the past have always viewed an unmatched experience as uh, something that was universal, like universally felt, right? And 
it mean something that was universal. And I think what we've realized is an unmatched experience to one looks very different than an unmatched experience to another person. You know, it's meeting their needs, meeting them where they are. And equity is at the heart of that. Because if, you know, to Sean's point, if we looked at that as everyone needs the exact same thing, cookie cutter approach um, to have a really exceptional employee experience, it's just not possible. Great. Great. Now, Sean, one thing you said a few minutes ago about what you see as your mission was talking about what what I heard out of that was metrics, really, to be able to say, yes, we're having an impact. And I was going to say that, first of all, that's a great follow-up because I believe when we talked about this a year ago, Maurice, you were uh, very specific about needing to have metrics and you know, needing to be able to show how we've moved the ball. What do, what do metrics look like? How do you how do you make that proof here? Sure. You know, obviously all data tells us a story. Through Centric Together, what folks had already done is create a story of who we want to be. What Jen just mm-hmm. referred to as we want to create unmatched employee and client experiences for everyone, right? What does that look like? And that's the vision. So based on that vision, then we look at, well, where are we Where are we now? What is our data? What are our employees telling us? What are our um, demographics telling us? And then how do we get from here to there? And it also then creates a sense of accountability. And so if we're not meeting our goals and we can see that and share that and we know that we're going to have to account for it, then we can make changes, right? We can be more agile and adjust our process. Great. My next question, I'm going to lead off from Maurice. I'll, I'll, all three of you, I'd love to hear your answers, but I'm going to start with Maurice because we keep putting words in Maurice's mouth and we haven't heard from him yet. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting him nonstop. <laughs> so it's been a year now of Centric Together. Mm-hmm. So how would you sum it up? I would say the year has been, it has been busy. It has been uh, a year of learning. And so if you think about you know, 2020 into 2021, I mean, from a centric together standpoint, we were shot out of a cannon. I mean, we were, you know, we want to look at uh, recruiting. We want to look at retention. We want to look at career progression. You know, we want to look at exit interview data. We want to touch our communities. I mean, we wanted to do it all. And so if right. you looked at like what we circled as our focus, it was like every single practice area in our company. And that's just not realistic, right? Even if that's we had- That's not a focus, right? Yeah. So that's not a focus. Like we wanted to do it all. Um, and so throughout the year, we, we started learning about limitations. We started learning about focus. I think we got some intel into our overall appetite for this kind of change and at the pace we thought we wanted to go. And we scaled back from a, a centric together standpoint. You know, we still we still implemented some some great things, um, but it allowed us to really look inside of centric. So one good thing is all the societal chaos calmed down, and so we weren't in this reactionary mode of, oh my goodness, X Y Z just happened. What's our stance? Right. We we weren't reacting to the world. We were. You know, we were really thinking about who do we want to be? Who are we right now? How many different personalities as a company do we have? And that's okay. And is it where we want to be? And where do we want to be? Where do we think we want to be? Another thing we learned is we aren't DEI practitioners. This isn't this isn't what (laughs) we do. Uh, And so so kudos to not just the Centric Together team, but to Centric 
Consulting LLC for creating a role inside of our company, not not a six-month project to move the needle. It was really a systemic change to our centric business architecture that says we we need a role, um, and we were going to fill that role with a professional in this space, right? Sean Mukhtar. Um, and so that was a, a a big thing and a key learning that, you know, we knew we needed to do it. But when, when we finally did it, you know, I, I know we all virtual high fived, you know, that this was actually happening. And it's been great ever, ever since. And, you know, we look at 2022 and the things that we want to do. We, we we feel really good about where we are headed as a as a company um, in this in this space. Right. Yeah, I'd like to sort of expand for our listeners on on what you just said there about the importance of realizing that we're not DEI practitioners. You know, our our culture, first of all, we're consultants. We believe we're we're great generalists. We can do practically anything on a short ramp up because that's who we are. Additionally, Centric has always run a very lean operation. We we'd much rather have somebody do this as a six month project, you know, rather than make that make that investment. So, you know, this was a stretching the commitment in a couple different ways for us, which is a pretty big deal. In a lot of organizations, it might not sound like this was a big leap. It was a big leap for us, I think. It, it was monumental. And I can tell you without giving away any confidential conversations that I've had, <laughs> but I have heard from directly from people inside of Centric who have watched Centric together from the outside. And that was one of the challenges that we had was, you know, Centric together was this this thing that people were watching happen and really weren't a part of, mm-hmm. multiple people have said the introduction of Sean was a game changer and it signaled we're serious about this. So now I'm willing to invest a little bit of my energy because I, I can see that the company is is serious about, about DEI. And so some people I think that, that were on the outside are now you know leaning in a little bit more because you know, the company has put down an investment and say, look, we, we're investing now. Now you invest. And so I thought that was that was pretty, pretty telling. All right. Jen, what would you add to that? Uh, I would add that the uh, the conversation has changed. So early on, one of the big things that we wanted to focus on, the the impetus to this was really there are things happening in the world that we can't just turn off when we go to work and when we fire up our laptops. And it's part of who we are and part of kind of our core being. And if we really say we want you at Centric to bring your whole self to work, um, you can't pick and choose what you what you talk about. Right. And you can't pick and choose what you bring to work with you. And so there are conversations that we have and we have had over the past year that I can tell you in my nine years here, we never would have had previously. Just a different level of comfort and I think expectation that you can kind of bring your whole self to work and you can actually talk about the things that are that really matter, even if they don't apply to everyone in the room or anyone else in the room. I look at uh, the work that we've done with Centric Commemorates, the things that we are bringing to light through Centric Commemorates and the voices that we're helping raise through that um, they're on topics that we wouldn't have touched a year, year and a half ago. And that's been really embraced um, by the company as a whole. And I know when people contribute to Centric together, 
you know, to a person, uh, they get responses from people they've never met across the organization. Uh, we're getting responses from people outside of the organization who just happen to see them and are tracking from afar our DEI journey. And so I'm really appreciative of the company's willingness, of leadership's willingness, but really the entire company, their willingness to to embrace tough topics and make it a welcome space to talk about these things. All right. So, Sean, you uh, you joined in the past year. Could you, actually, could you tell me? I can't remember. What what month did you join? How long have you been with us now? Uh, I've been here since the end of August. Okay. Being as candid as you might feel like being. <laughs> How did you size things up? Obviously, it was intriguing enough for you to come on board for this, but how would you size it up? How would you assess, you know, what you saw when you came in? Yeah. So how I saw Centric started with the interview process. Uh, and it's funny because I was just recently in the couch, um, the new employee uh, orientation, and uh, a lot of people talked about their interview process and the level of engagement and humanity that that they uh, experienced and observed through that process. And I think that's what brought me to Centric. What brought me to the table and what kept has kept me there is this, gosh, this integrity to creating an environment where people can openly, honestly have very real conversations and aspire to change, whatever that circumstance is. Uh, That may be a part of just being consultants and being folks who are adept at coming into a situation where someone else has identified a problem and then working on it. But I think it's more than that. I think it's it's part of uh, the culture of how people are with each other here. So when I came in, I felt like, okay, in, you know, in areas of recruitment and inclusion and a sort of making this culture more agile and open to a wide variety of people. We have a lot of work to do, but the context within which we are doing that work and the way in which people are, you know, kind of coming to the front of the line, raising their hands, being like, yes, I will help. I don't know anything about this, but I have these skills and I want to contribute. I've had so many conversations that were based on someone just reaching out to me and saying, I want to help. Can we just get to know each other and and see where this can go? Uh, So I think that is my assessment of of Centric is I really, I get it what people say um, about Centric having an exceptional culture. Um, I I do believe that. And it's it's the first workplace community of this kind that I've ever worked within. Uh, So I see my role as making this exceptional culture as accessible as possible to as diverse a workforce, a diverse an audience as possible. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. You didn't so, say hot mess. So that's, uh, that's, that's yeah, yeah, that's, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there was hope, you know, what you're described there sounded like you saw, saw possibilities there for success, which is a good sign. So Maurice, you talked about, you know, the, the change of narrowing the focus a little bit. What would you say were some of the, the big successes? Uh, you know, let me get, let me get the general one out of the way. I mean, I think just having the dialogues has been huge. You know, it's a big shift for us to, particularly as consultants, to what Sean was saying. We we often talk about things. We we can be very direct about discussing a problem. We're also trained to be completely averse to having really meaningful personal or cultural questions. So the fact that we're having that is a is a big start. But beyond that, what would you say 
you know, you look at it and say, hey, this is a, a big win, even if it's just a step towards bigger wins down the road. Yeah. So the first thing that comes to mind, you know, we're talking to her, right, Sean. So out, outside of that, you know, some key successes, I would say, you know, our employee resource group program and community group program is, uh, you know, is a huge success. Uh, we went from one uh, employee resource group, you know, going into 2021 and we're at we're at five now. We've also added community groups um, as well. And so th- those are important because those actually touch individuals in an individual way. So it's not something that, you know, that's that's already prescribed and then you just kind of plug into. I mean, these these resource groups are for very particular groups of people and what they get out of it is is very is very individual uh, and it connects them to the broader centric. So I'll speak just for, for the, the Black Employee Group. You know, it, it's made up of people from 16 different operating groups insider centric. And so those are 16 connections that absolutely, will, I won't say would not have happened, but would not have happened within a year. And there was no path to make those different connections because we're all in different operating groups. That has connected people to centric in a way that hadn't happened before. And the same can be said for our pride group and the same can be said for Juntos, uh, which is our Latin, uh, Latino and Latinx group. So I think those are those are huge successes. You know, we hope to see dividends, you know, not just in retention, but in how we present uh, to the outside world and how the outside world views views us. OK, so, Jen, let me give you the flip side question. What would you say, you know, we fell short on or went? Gosh, that didn't work out the way we wanted. Oh, John, I was all teed up to answer the last question. <laughs> okay, well, you can start. Well, you can start with the more. No, with the it's wins okay. Too. That's all right. It's okay. So, what has not gone as well? I will quote myself from the conversation I was having uh, with Sean earlier today, and I said, "We are really, really good at talking about things, and we are not as good at uh, and creating action." And I think that isn't because of a lack of intent uh, or a lack of desire. But prior to Sean joining, as you know, everybody knows everyone in our organization is busy. Everyone's tapped out at any given time. It's a lot easier to get a group of people together to have a really insightful, you know, philosophical conversation about a topic and you walk away energized and, and you've learned something and it feels really good. But creating action that's palatable, it, we just haven't been able to do it as much as we wanted to. We've certainly done it in pockets. And as I said, I do think the conversation is changing, not only the the things that we're talking about, but I think just we've managed to kind of elevate the consciousness of DEI topics across the board. We're seeing it naturally get woven into everything that we do. Um, we want to be more intentional. That's where the action comes in. Uh, but I do think that it's some of that is happening on its own naturally. You know, it, it, people, different groups, operating groups where this is not their day job are reaching out on a regular basis saying, how do we naturally incorporate DEI focus and concepts into everything that we do? Which honestly, it's exactly where we wanted to be mm-hmm. a year ago. So I would say it's happening, right? And now that we have Sean, on on board, uh, we're going to be able to put even more more action in place. So one of the things that you know, knowing Centrix, I've been here not quite as long as you, Jen. The difference between incremental change and really big change, 
I can imagine or speculate that people might have waited for permission. You know, they have known what they wanted to do, but they said, yeah, but is it okay to do it? Yeah, Jen's smiling. She knows what I'm talking about. So how do you feel? Do you think that's been a challenge? Have we waited for permission rather than pushing forward? Or do you think, you know, this is something that people said, no, we're just going to do this? You mean you mean centric together or, or or the individual employees in terms of conversations or actions? Uh, I was thinking anything really. Uh, if you'd prefer to answer for centric together, that that would that would be fine. No, I, I had an answer for both, but I just want to know <laughs> what your, your question was. It is a bit of maybe not waiting for permission. It's almost like you're crossing the street. And you kind of look left, you look white, you know, I could probably make it. I'm not sure if it's OK to go just yet. Um, and so what what happens is, you know, people will reach out to Sean or they reach out to me and we have these conversations, you know, almost pep talk and say, no, you know, if that's if that's important to you, then by all means have the conversation or, or by all means bring that up in your operating group. Um, and as people see others in their group doing that, you know, it'll become OK to have those those conversations. I'll give an example around around who we who we present to the outside world. So you think about, you know, Jen mentioned our centric commemorates series. That is a whole new community of voices that they're not new to centric. We just never we just never had an avenue to elevate those voices or to highlight those right. those voices. And so these centric commemorate pieces are done by employees who are impacted or touched by either that event or that holiday and they you know explain it and then they say what it means to them two or three years ago like jen said it wasn't that we were you know we didn't care about those it's just not what we did right it, it wasn't wasn't core to to who we thought we were and then we realized like no that that is who we are right i mean the center commemorates that that shows it that is who we are that is who that is who we're hearing from you know, you see your peers, you know, have a piece out on social media talking about what something means to them. Now, we don't always have to talk about data and analytics as coworkers. <laughs> we can talk about more, more things. Yeah. And so now it becomes easier to, you know, not just in the bad times, uh, but if you have uh, an idea for something that maybe we haven't done before, that might be a little a little off from what we normally do, bring it up. Right? You All should right. feel more comfortable, you know, bringing it up and you know, that starts to build, you know, some trust and camaraderie. And now the, the culture gets gets stronger. You know, relationships are built outside of, you know, project. Um, so those are those are some good things. Cool. Cool. I would also say um, that we we very intentionally describe this as a journey that we're on. And uh, meaning, you know, we don't really know the destination we know the directional destination, but we don't know exactly the path that we're going to take to get there. And I think by doing that, it allows for a little bit more flexibility. So I think it has allowed for people to stop to ask for permission so much. The other element of it is just culturally, because we are a culture that cares very deeply about people's feelings and how they are thinking about things. I think for a long time, there was a hesitation to talk about things that might be upsetting to anyone, right? It might be upsetting to the group that's part of it. It might be it's upsetting to the, you know, everybody else. And so I think by just talking about the things that we talk about through Center Together and through DEI, it's kind of normalizing that a little bit. 
And it's sort of saying it's okay. That that discomfort is okay because guess what? Whatever discomfort you feel about any particular thing, there's a person on the opposite side who's feeling that same level of discomfort in a different way. What we've talked about is largely inwardly focused around Centric and, and its people. And, you know, that certainly is where it starts. You know, we need people to feel part of the part of the whole team, that they're welcome, that they're who they are. It's part of every interview that I give trying to, you know, look for more people for Centric. I, I say, well, what's different about us is that we want you to come in. I guess you put it best, in, you know, bring your whole self, right? We, we look for pure people, like bring your quirks, bring whoever you are. You don't have to conform. You don't have to hide those things about yourself. So to me, that's very important, but that's sort of uh, inwardly focused. Earlier in the conversation here, though, Sean, you were talking about the marketplace. Years and years ago, I was with the firm, and they said, you know, we have to do something. We have to have more diversity. And the point was that this is where things get clumsy and really candid is, frankly, consulting companies have typically been very white male oriented. And what we were facing and wherever that company was, was, hey, we're going out to clients that even 15, 20 years ago, had much more of a diversity program. They were much more diverse than we ever were. And they said, that's not a winning solution. You know, we can't look that different from our, our clients. How important do you think that is? Is that for, for is that open? Anyone jump on open? that one, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it absolutely matters. And I think to, to the degree that it matters is only going to increase. And so, you know, I think from our, our client standpoint, and also from our uh, partnership standpoint. So we we have we have strategic partners that are a little further along on on their journey. Some are much larger. Some are about our size. Um, but it is going to matter. So you know you talked about a lot of what we're doing is is focusing inward, and I, I think that's the right place to start, just from an authenticity standpoint. Mm-hmm. So if we just all of a sudden you know turned around and said, look, we're just going to just start hiring that diversity. And it's not really who we are. It won't work. It won't, it won't fit. And and clients will will feel that. And I think we'll feel it from a, a churn standpoint. So it's, you know, it's more of a, you know, we want it to be part of our culture. And that's what we take to our clients. That's what we take to partnerships. You know, we don't lead with, hey, look how diverse we are, or look how, mm-hmm. you know, we, we lead with this is who we are. And you will see that the more you interact with us. So, you know, part of it is a visual, but the other part is just how we interact, you know, and, and who we have on these projects. So I, I think it's it's extremely important. And, you know, the, the generation that's entering the workforce is much more diverse than probably when when the four of us enter the, the workforce. Mm-hmm. And so they have different goals and aspirations and more importantly, expectations. And then so if we're not set up to in an authentic way, meet those expectations, they'll see right through it. Right. And they won't have a good experience and we won't have a good experience. And we talked about what our core <laughs> purpose is. It's unmatched experiences. Right. And so that's 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 what brings it all back. So I think looking inward is, is important. Um, and so that we can then project that project it out. All right. Jen, any thoughts on on uh, our connection to the marketplace? Um, the only thing I'll add is that we are seeing a trend, as we would expect, um, where this does matter more and more to our clients and our prospects. And in fact, I think there was one situation where we had someone, um, a longstanding client, come to us and say, you know, I think just looking at your overall makeup and, you know, in particular, kind of your leadership makeup, 
we we want a, a sense that it's going to become more diverse over time because that's important to us, right? And we've got yeah. our own kind of expectations and standards. So yeah, I agree with everything Maury said. Just we we are definitely seeing it, and we're having more. Uh, when we're having conversations with customers, we're having more and more of them ask up front. Tell us explicitly what you're doing in this space. Tell us, you know, your explicitly your goals uh, for for DEI. Um, and so it's it it feels good that we are ahead of that curve, I think, a bit. And makes yeah makes me feel good that we kind of acted when we did. Yes. Uh, so you know, a lot of the requests that I've gotten, they've been a wide range. It's because clients have their own pressures, and so folks, uh, their employees are asking them. Uh, their customers are asking them, what are you doing about diversity? You know, what show us your supplier diversity, right? Um, and and show us the social impact that uh, that your that your company is having. And so then they will, of course, you know, pass that on to us and say, hey, what are you doing? And so sometimes it can be, it can feel like, hey, this person just wants us to check a box. But other times, as Jen shared. Folks want us to report on it on an annual basis, on a mm -hmm. quarterly basis. When they're really serious about it, there's a deeper expectation and there's also a potential for a deeper conversation. So to me, those shouldn't be the clients that scare us. Those should be the ones that we should really be embracing because they are they're going to be our partners in going uh, going right um, on this uh, on this journey. We're not going to have to explain why we are leaning into diversity and why this is a central commitment for us. Uh, so I think those folks keep us honest. They keep us accountable, not only to ourselves, but again, also to, you know, to our success um, as a business. And I think as much as we can make all the cases for DEI. So talking about our leadership and in certain areas, lack of diversity there. You know, on the one hand, it's great. We have a very stable set of leaders in this company. On the other hand, it can make it difficult to demonstrate, you know, any diversity there. So I would expect, you know, a big part of Centric Together would be succession planning. So can you tell me there what we're doing to uh, develop that that next set of leaders? So, you know, when we were talking about equity before and and thinking about equity in terms of where do we really need to invest energy resources this is an area where we need to invest a lot of energy and resources so for example actual investments in finding mid-level senior level professionals and making investments in order to do that because i know it's difficult right it's uh, there are talent wars and certainly it's not that the talent wars are only for you know junior or senior consultants they're also for leadership what we are offering as a work environment as a set of corporate values I think is is worthwhile. So there's this external investment that we're going to be making, you know, starting 2022, really figuring out how we can diversify at that, you know, senior manager, senior architect and above level, right? Get folks teed up to then advance within the company. And then internally, right? We can't just look externally. We have all these folks internally um, whose pathway through centric you know, it may have followed a particular route because the pathway that was constructed previously was based on a very specific group of people who shared a common identity. 
and they, they will all say this, right? Centric was uh, designed by, and I would say for, white male consultants at a certain point in their careers of a certain age. And so I think if you create uh, systems of evaluating folks, even the culture of giving feedback, the culture of career pathing around one group of people in order to advance anybody else into leadership roles, you you have to just completely transform how you are coaching and growing leaders. And that includes accelerating people's advancement. I, I think there's no other way to do it except to, again, invest in folks we have um, in order to accelerate them through a leadership advancement process. So those are the two approaches that's why we have metrics and goals, because the minute you put a goal out there, like, you know, what do we want the managing members to look like five years from now, 10 years from now, right? You have to create the circumstances to make that happen, to bring about that outcome. If you don't uh, do that, then you might as well not put that goal out there. And I feel like everyone is very serious about succession planning. And so we're we're going to make those investments where we have to. So we're getting really close to time. I really appreciate everyone, you know, you guys joining in on this. I think we could talk another hour on this, but we probably all have other things we got to do. But just any last thoughts, anything that, uh, you know, we didn't touch on that you really want to make sure is, you know, people take away from this discussion. Maurice, anything for you? Any, anything that you want us to take away? Well, not that we forgot, but just, you know, Jen touched on it. You know, it, it it's a journey. And you know, as, as consultants, it is hard to to get people on board uh, on a journey and an initiative where you can't definitively say where the finish line is. So how do we know we've arrived? And that's a question that we can't answer. I don't really think any any company can, can answer that. That is a challenge for us. I think it will continue to be a challenge for us. But the more and more we get people to understand that it is a journey, we're on a corporate journey, we're on an operating group journey, we're on individual journeys. And if we can embrace that, I, I think the, you know, getting through the change won't be as jarring as I believe uh, some people think that it is going to be. And so while I think we've done a lot of a lot of good things, we know that you know that that change is difficult, and it's it's going to take time. It's going to take perseverance. You know, so we don't want to say, hey, by the end of 2022, we're going to be a completely different looking company. No, we're not. Right, we're gonna we're gonna be a better company for sure, but it's gonna be the the same centric that we all know and love and that we recognize. It's gonna be enhanced, and so slow and steady wins the race. We have to fight that temptation to do the big splashy thing that we can put on social media and say, "Hey, look how great we are." We need to we need to make sure we're doing the right things for the right reasons, and it's just going to take gonna take time. Jen, what else do you have that you would say you wanna you know we gotta wrap with? I'll add on to what Maurice was just saying. And I think that everyone in the company, they, they can be thinking, everyone who's listening to this should be thinking about what ideas do I have to help us on this journey? There are so many things because we've been doing things for a long time, largely in the, the same way, right? There are things that are such muscle memory uh, yep. that we just don't even question it, right? And then you, you throw out a question like the one that you did, which was a big question, right? How do I become a managing member? 
Um, and what's the steps to get there? And what does that journey look like? And does it look any different today? You know, those are big things that I think we need to grapple with. We need to be challenging ourselves, you know, the the kind of long-standing traditions. We don't want to change everything overnight, as Maurice said, but to improve, we don't all have all of the answers, right? And so it's up to everybody to uh, to be thinking about this creatively. And one of the things that we need to challenge and one of the things that we need to change and one of the things that we need to keep the same. So Sean, because I, I want to give you the last word here, but you have to do it in 30 seconds. <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, You know, the only thing that I would add, uh, because I've been thinking about this lately, is is that because there is a bit of distance between the summer of 2020, the killing of George Floyd, everything else that happened, the, you know, capital attack, uh, there's there are now months between then and now. Sometimes folks may tend to get into a space of, hey, um, I'm dealing with a lot of different things here, right? Societally, personally, do we, is this still a thing, right? Do we still need to talk about this? And I would say that, you know, those moments in history that compel us to act, those are not the moments you want to rely on in order to act. They are the, you know, big flashing like flags, red flags, red lights telling you we are in, you know, in state of emergency, right? And so we shouldn't rely on those types of moments in time uh, to decide, okay, we're going to, we're going to do something about this because it's those everyday experiences, you know, those everyday denigrations or experiences of marginalization feeling like you you don't have the same opportunities. Um, those are the things that that can really, in culmination, have a have a great impact on people, right? Because at the end of the day, when we're talking about DEI, we're talking about people, our colleagues, coworkers, community members. And I think just keeping that close, even when it's difficult, even when you feel like, wow, this is, I just, I've got too much on my plate and I don't want to be thinking about this in addition to that. I think that's going to be really important for that longer journey that both uh, Maurice and Jen have referred to. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for wrapping up there. And thanks so much for your time. This has been awesome. I really appreciate it. This has been Centric Biz and Tech Talks. Thanks to Sean, Jen, and Maurice for joining me today. And thank you for listening.